This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for joining the Making Millionaires podcast. Hope you all had a fantastic week since the last episode aired. Appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us to learn a little bit more about how to change your family tree and move the needle a little bit more to financial independence. If you're new to the channel, if you're just joining us for the first time, we do have an amazing Discord, an amazing community centered around investing education, Uh, not the normal educational, not the normal Discord you have out there, not the normal community out there, but a community centered around uh, helping each other in education and professionalism and having a little bit of fun on the side too. But here in this podcast, we talk about not only investing in the stock market, but all things investing related. We've talked about real estate. We've talked about personal finances and pretty much everything in between. But today, I'm going to use my unique position of running this Discord, of running this community, to shed some light on the reality of trading. Everyone has their idea about what trading is, about day trading, about scalping, about investing, about long-term investing, and everything that related to stocks and options and bonds and equities and, and everything else you can imagine. Everyone has this dream of quitting their job and being able to fund their lifestyle or fund their future through trading, which is an awesome dream and a very, very obtainable dream if you're willing to work hard enough. And I've always had a notion of what trading is to me. I've been able to achieve a great deal of success in the past 11 years after a colossal amount of failure. Don't get me wrong, it's been an incredibly difficult journey. I've faced a lot of failure and overcome a lot of adversity and heartache and, and, and emotionals and everything. And I've experienced a lot of success now in the past couple of years. But now that I've been able to run this community for about a year now and seeing people from all walks of life all over the world, male, female, young, old, new, advanced, been trading longer than I have, been trading less than I have, new beginners, and all all these different types of mindsets and personalities to I really understand just how difficult this this trading actually is. So I wanted to make this episode and talk about the reality of trading. One, because I've got a very unique perspective of seeing not only my system, but so many other people's systems that turn for for help. And two, because there's been such a colossal interest in options trading in general over the past two years because of the whole Wall Street bets craze and the coronavirus craze where the market just went crazy, that I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. There are so many notions about what investing is out there, and it's so incorrect. There's so many misrepresentations of what trading actually is through fraudulent accounts, through uh, people lying, people, you know, glamorizing something that they're not actually doing people being deceitful about their past, that I wanted to make this episode to really talk about the realities of trading. So we're going to go over uh, basically what to expect when you start to trading, what to expect if you're going to continue to trade. Say you've already been through a lot of wins or you've been through a lot of losses. I want to cage your expectations to really nail down the hatches and get you ready for the lifetime of trading that faces before you, hopefully. So I'm going to start this out by saying like the past two years that we've experienced, 2020, 2021, and even now 2022, is not indicative of a normal, quote-unquote, normal market. This market is highly, highly manipulated by news and data at the moment. CPI, FOMC, the Russia narrative, 
rate hikes, rate cuts, inflation, recession, all this stuff that's been going around the past two to three years is not normally what you need to be counting on. If you, The fact that we're having to continually base our trades all the time off of a data release or a news event is not healthy trading. And, for, and, and honestly, it's more like gambling than it is trading in this day and age because we have to guess what will happen, what will be the, not only the data point, but what will be the reaction to the data. Bullish is bearish, bearish is bullish, bad news is good news, good news is bad news, et cetera, et cetera. We go down this rabbit hole of what ifs, and um, it's turned the market into a bit of a crapshoot the past three years, where a data release will move the market 100 points, where a bearish data release will move the market up 100 points, and vice versa. All that to say is that when we do finally come out of this market, people will realize that it'll you'll switch more back to the technicals of the market rather than the data releases and the news events. And we'll enter more of a realistic market. But now I actually say this all the time in the community that I am looking to take advantage of this action because the day is coming where we won't have 100 point intraday moves anymore. It'll be 100 points a week or 100 points every two weeks will be a more realistic action. The second point is that retail traders only make up about 14% of the entire market. 14% of all the volume traded in the markets are retail traders, you and me. So when you start to see all these conversations come around of trying to squeeze out the hedge funds or squeeze out the institutions, you may be able to pull that off on a very, very small volume traded ticker if you've got enough people on board, like a couple of million people on Wall Street Pets. But if you're talking about index funds, if you're talking about the S&P, if you're talking about some big mega stocks, the retail traders are not going to be able to move the market. We're just too small. It's 14%. We are minnows in the Atlantic Ocean. We retail traders have a monumental task. Not only are the proportion of our volume so slow, we have to fight the algorithms, the institutions, the hedge funds, all that are hedging, manipulating the market, countering the market in order to put themselves in a better position to make money. And we are just left chasing our tails most of the time. That's why it's incredibly important to have a system. And then once you have that system in place, you have to be mature enough as a trader to be able to execute that system over and over and over again and to execute your trades out and to close your trades when that system breaks down against you. You have to be mature enough to be able to exit your trades just as much as you are entering your trades when things go against your system. So retail traders have a monumental task. One, you have to overcome your mind. Two, you have to overcome the market, which is a bear of a task in and of itself. The problem is what separates us from a technical analysis standpoint, what separates you and me and all of the retail traders versus hedge funds institutions is that the retail trader is terrible at trading the trend. It's instinct for us to trade counter trend. It can't possibly go higher. I'm looking for a put when things are going up and up and up. That's why you watch the market rage for six weeks and you don't take a single call because you're looking for put entries. It can't possibly go higher. We had a 3% green day yesterday. It can't go up another 2% today. I'm going to take puts or the other way around. It can't possibly fall anymore. So I'm looking for call entries. And you're sitting there looking for calls and it keeps going down and down and down. All you had to do is take a put and you would have made 400%. That's the inherent separation between the retail trader and the institutional trader. Institutional traders are great at identifying the trends and believing money on for weeks and weeks and weeks while the trend just keeps on going. And the retail traders is counterintuitive to that. We are unable to turn off our brains and just play the trend. Instead, we play counter trend. One, because we're gamblers at heart. The gamble is the counter trend trade. When puts are super cheap after five days in a row of nothing but green, that's what we want to trade. When calls are super cheap after two weeks straight of red, that's what we want to trade. When all we had to do is just play the trend instead of looking for the cheap counter trend movement. If you were to talk to any true financial institution, 
any institutional investor, hedge funds, they would always say that trading the trend is their number one priority. Wait, be patient, don't enter anything until they can finally position themselves to load the boat with their capital and trade the trend, whether it be a four to five to six week trend or vice versa. That's why you see them positioning into trends early, right when they see the trend shift. So if you were able to do that, I think you would vastly improve your system. You would vastly improve your results if you just learn to play the trend instead of look for the counter trend cheap trade that has a big payoff because that big payoff never ever pays off for the most part. Now the difficulty to compound on that and the reality of trading is that it doesn't matter what you learn. If you go on Twitter and what I've realized in fact running this community is that there are so many different systems. If you go on Twitter, it's almost nauseating. Everyone's beating their chest saying, look at me, look at me. I called this and I called that. And as expected and as I predicted, and look at me, there's so many different systems that you can point to any number of indicators, any lines on a chart, and you'll find eventually a couple of them that are right. You could, you could see the price bounce somewhere, and it could be my indicator, it could be the VWAP, it could be the 8, it could be any other indicator that just so happened to be right there as well. The point is, is that the sad reality of trading is that it's all in your mind. It doesn't matter what system it is, it's all about the execution via handling your mindset with the, with the market. Being able to put pen to paper and execute when you need to execute or stop executing when you need to stop executing. When not to trade, when to trade, when to exit, when to enter because there's a billion different systems out there and it can be applicable to anybody and they all can be successful in the hands of the right person as long as you're mentally tough and you're not emotional. And of course, you're not a gambler. Gambling is a huge problem in the retail trading community. A massive, massive problem. I'm sitting here on the Discord and I monitor people and I'm trying to help people and I'm answering DMs and it breaks my heart when I see someone with a gambler's mindset because I know there's very little I can do for this person. I can help them. I could tell them not to do that. I could give them insight. I could send them screenshots of my chart. But they have that gambler's mindset where they need the rush of the big win. They need the rush of the risk versus reward. Now, the problem with the gambler's mindset is that the, the risk-reward is more like a reward to risk. Their risk is so high that the reward is just not worth it. Whereas the smart trader, the person that does slow and steady grinds, the reward is much bigger than the risk most of the time. It's a small reward for a smaller amount of risk, whereas the gambler looks at it for a monumental amount of risk for a huge amount of reward, but the risk is just too, too big. It's far too superior to overcome the reward. 99% of the time, gamblers are getting blown up because they are taking super outside the money positions that are very closely dated, one to two DTE contracts that are way outside the money. Unfortunately, the Twitter community, the discords, all the different discord communities, the Reddit communities have really romanticized the, the lotto plays, the far outside the money positions that have a very low probability of paying off. Because if we know anything about Delta, about the options chain, is that far outside the money positions don't really start paying off that well until you start making a move towards them aggressively in a very quick manner as well. If you take an outside the money position that's short dated, you need that position to go in the money pretty quickly. Otherwise, theta is going to destroy the position where the only way of recovery is for that position to rage at the last second and go in the money. It's the only way. And even then, you're going to be facing 70-80% downside. But unfortunately, the online community has really romanticized the outside-the-money close-dated options contracts. And this is purely not that way. I trade outside-the-money contracts, but they're a little outside-the-money. 10 to 20 points on SPX, and I don't hold them for very long. And that's about as aggressive as you need to be on zero DTE options. 
that was probably the most aggressive. Outside of that, you need to be going at the money, in the money, zero DTE, and then outside of that, you need to be going to one, two DTE, three DTE, even four and five is where I started, four and five DTE contracts. So it'll allow you to be wrong and not get blown out. But it's, it is an unfortunate reality that a lot of people do have the gambler's mindset. And unfortunately, there's not much I could do for you until you get to the point where you're just sick of blowing up accounts and you could stop doing it. Or you just run out of money to the point you can't do it anymore. And another large reality that I have noticed, and I see a, I see a stat being thrown around all the time, I think we've all seen it, is that 90% of traders fail. I don't necessarily agree with that. It could be true. I don't think anyone really has a way to prove that. However, I will say, of all those traders that do fail, they lose about 90 to 95% of their portfolio within their first six months of trading. Why? Because there's a couple of different reasons. They could either go on a win streak, get cocky, and then start upping their position sizes, or overall, they just don't understand risk. They don't respect the market where they think that even if they lose one or two times, they'll be able to reverse it, go back on a win streak, and get their money back. But the first big problem is that they overexpose themselves. They start juicing their position sizes too soon. If you're normally someone who's, who started out trading $100 or $200 position sizes, they automatically go up to $1,000 position sizes. If you've got a $10,000 account and you started out with $100 position sizes, you cannot go to $1,000 position sizes overnight. It doesn't matter how confident you are and how good you're doing. You're not used to trading with that kind of money. So the reality is that people go too far too soon with their position sizing when they need to creep that position sizing in to get used to the emotions of seeing the bigger dollar amounts swinging in your profit and loss up and down. A 10% win on a $1,000 position size is much different than a 10% win on a $100 position size. And you need to learn to adjust that. Just like the losses, you need to be able to manage the losses. You need to be able to manage what you do with your emotions when you see a 10% loss on a $1,000 position size versus a $100 position size. You have to creep that in. I wish I could shake every single person I come across, especially the people that I, that have never interacted with me and don't know anything about our, our community that I see on Twitter. Because there's so many people out there that they get lucky a few times and people latch on and follow them and then they get blown up. Or they're trading meme stocks and they're riding momentum on meme stocks that eventually get pumped and dumped and they and they lose everything. You hear these stories about these kids that put in a couple of thousand dollars, they, they end up wind, they end up reaching huge profits, like $300,000, and just to hold on to it and let it come all the way back down and lose it all. And you're going to keep on hearing these stories until the last meme stock trader is flushed out of the market. Because the reality is, is that this market, trading in general, is the most difficult thing I've ever done. It's incredibly, incredibly difficult. However, people make it more difficult by not managing their emotions, by not respecting the market, by not trusting their system. You have to develop a system and you have to learn how to manage that system. That system is your employee. You develop a system, you choose whatever data, and you manage that employee. And then you mess it all up by your stupid emotions. You mess it up with your ego by trying to be right, by being bullish in a bear market, by being bearish in a bull market. And you have to knock all that stuff off because all you do is make it more difficult. Now, you can make it easier, not easy, but easier, by mastering your system, by mastering your emotions, by having experience, by building a portfolio, by risk mitigation, managing your position sizes, all that stuff, and sticking to it. But I always tell myself, to the point where I want to write a note and stick it to my wall beside me, is that one trade is all it takes. One single trade is all it takes to blow you up. 
if you overposition yourself. And people don't truly understand that. They don't truly respect it. That's why you see people go on win streaks for a couple of months and then they lose every single bit in one month because they go on a losing streak, they overposition themselves to get it back, and they just dig themselves deeper and deeper in a hole. And that's why they lose. And I'll go and tell you, there's not a single Discord community, Reddit community, Twitter account, me, anyone else that will be able to save you from the market. All I can do is impart on you the lessons that I've learned, and hopefully you listen. Hopefully you pick up some things along the way that can help you be a better trader and respect the market. This market is colossally hard, and I respect it too much to watch someone go down in flames without me trying to help. It's incredibly difficult. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how cocky you are. You need to respect position sizing. Now, I'm very proud of the community we've, we've built. You know, I say we because y'all are just as much part of building this as I am. Uh, we've built an awesome community. Then I've spent some time in other communities, not Discord, but on Reddit stuff, searching around. And they're all dumpster fires. It's all name calling and ego and nonsense, all stuff that will will eventually lead to the destruction of that community. And I'm very proud of it. We could talk about stuff. We can have ideas that are, you know, that don't agree and still not have lashing out. We can all make money. And it's great. We could learn from each other. And, you know, and that's that's the whole deal is that there is too much adversity that we face to worry about ego. We need to be working together. It's not me versus you. It's us versus the market. 14%. That is how much we make of the market. Me and you and the retail traders, 14%. The other 86% are billions and billions and billions of dollars of capital and liquidity that all have agendas, that all have lobbyists in Washington, that all have algorithms that all have the smartest minds from MIT doing quantitative analysis, writing algorithms, writing programs, manipulating the market, spoofing the market, bidding it up and down, that we are naive to think that we can have any control or prediction of what's going to happen in the market. You have to be reactive to the point of consistency. The markets are inherently inconsistent. They're inherently unpredictable. The second you think you could predict the market, you need to slap yourself in the face. So I'll summarize everything with this is that Whatever system you learn, and there's a billion different systems out there you could learn. I mean, I've seen harmonics, which look like geography in fourth grade with triangles and shapes. I've seen Fibonacci trades. I've seen Elliott Wave. I've seen all those things. There's a bunch of different systems. It all boils down to you managing your trade. You have to learn this. You have to academically learn the system. You have to learn how to execute, when to execute, and then you have to manage your mind. Once you do all those things, then you can start really learning about the market. You have to learn about when things move, how things move, what the bonds mean, and all the other stuff, and really tie it all together. It never stops moving. It's a constantly moving target. It's like trying to trying to juggle 10 different balls. You have to constantly keep moving, constantly keep juggling. But you could do it. It doesn't require insane intelligence. In fact, I think most people overcomplicate it. They want to do all these crazy systems and word vomit crap from investopedia.com and all this nonsense and talk over people's heads with all this jargon and try to be smarter than everyone else. And it says that it's, you don't need all that. You talk, keep it simple. Keep it simple. The reality of trading, unfortunately, is that most traders will lose because they can't manage their emotions and their mindset. It's 100% psychological. And the other reality of trading is that anyone can be successful. That's just like everything in life. Most people can be financially wealthy. They just don't want to put forth the effort. Most people can be in tip-top fitness shape. They just don't want to go to the gym and do the fitness and do the dieting. Most people can be top in their field. They just don't want to. That's with all things in life. That's what separates 
the 99% from the 1% is that people just don't want to put forth the effort to be in the 1% because it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of de dedication. It takes a lot of tears, a lot of happiness, a lot of sadness, a lot of emotional swings, a lot of support from family and friends and, and yourself. Not everyone will do it. Most people will fail. However, everyone can do it. You just got to put forth the effort. So I think I'll call that an episode. Again, if you are new to the Making Millionaires podcast, we are part of the Options Millionaire community. We do have a Discord we run, the Options Millionaire Discord, where we learn and educate, teach, and have a little fun on the side too. Come join, test us out, tell me what you think. You can shoot me a DM both in the Discord or you can email me at optionsmillionaire2020 at gmail.com. I also have a YouTube channel, the Options Millionaire YouTube channel, where we teach educational aspects of all things investing and shed a different light, a realistic light, on the investing community. Until next time, I will leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better.